I want length and girth. That's what you wear in the bush. Keep jerking it, buddy. And welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am, as always, your host, Brian Beckner. And as always, I am stoked you're here, stoked you're joining us, stoked you are a part of what we do here once a week, every week. Share us with your friends. You like what we do. Tell your friends. Like our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Uh, like us, a lot of good, you know, I went through, did I talk about this already? I went through, I hadn't, hadn't looked in a long time. I went through on, I was, I was subscribing to another podcast and I thought, oh, you know, I'll go look at my podcast on iTunes. I went and looked and there are tons and tons of just the most beautiful, heartfelt comments, all five-star ratings about this show on iTunes. So I would encourage you just go there and look at that, interact with other people that like the show uh, because that really, I read that and that meant a lot to me. So thank you for everyone that has offered a rating and a comment on iTunes. Thank you for sharing the show with your friends. And before I get into the show, I don't, I hate to belabor this, but I need everybody to do me a favor I need you, when you get up tomorrow, when you go, when maybe you're listening to this in the office, go over and find that Ebola pussy in your office, and you know who it is, and kick that guy in the nuts, because there's currently, in this country, zero human beings being treated for Ebola, that's none, not one, not fucking 10,000, not 500, zero, nobody here has Ebola, as I announced would be the case kind of fucking pandemic has zero casualties that said so yeah tomorrow or today or whenever you're hearing this make a note put it in your calendar kick an ebola pussy in the nuts thank you okay today on the show a lot going on um cheating a lot of cheating happening a lot of cheating in places you wouldn't expect it like distance running somebody cut the line in a marathon, won the race, and miraculously finished in record time. Of course, they were immediately discovered and outed as cheaters. We'll discuss that. My main man, Howie Long's jersey is in the news. Howie Long has a special jersey that's been being auctioned off, I think, in London, where all the baller auctions happen. And there's something extra special about Howie's game-used jersey that we'll need to discuss. And it's kind of this kind of turned into a big story. Uh, the the you guys remember the movie something about Mary? There's something about Mary. It's kind of a funny movie. I, I doubt I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember thinking it was funny when it came out. I doubt I would watch it today, and the comedy would hold up for me. But in its time, I liked it. I'm not going to pretend that I didn't. Uh, as you may re- recall, Brett Favre was a character in that movie. He played had a cameo as himself. Well, it turns out it came out this week that Brett Favre was not the first choice for that role, and we will discuss who were the first choices, who would have been better choices, and 
athletes as actors in general. Uh, also on the show, a, a warning from me. Don't, don't be like me, guys. Don't do drugs, okay? But if you're going to do some drugs, make sure you get some good drugs. And we have a story about that. We'll talk about that. You guys, are you guys big readers? Have you guys read George Orwell's 1984? I, of course, have. I was more of a Huxley's Brave New World guy, but I read them both. Um, we're talking about Big Brother. We're talking about how the government will one day control us all and how that was predicted by my man, George Orwell. Well, it's we're getting close. We don't have – we're not like – in fear of the thought police, and we're, we don't have chips in our heads, but we all have phones in our hands, and everybody knows what we're up to. And now we find that Google knows how hungover you, or when when you are the most hungover, which is very very scary news. Um, so we'll talk about that. What are the days you are the most hungover? And I explained that terribly, by the way. That's I should be embarrassed. I, sh- I should start writing. Some, I should make some notes. Um, and one more thing, one more story today. Some guy wants to get inside of an anaconda. That is not a euphemism, and it is going to be on television. It's going to be televised, Discovery Channel, trying to get to new – they're like trying to get to TLC lows. They're trying to get to History Channel lows apparently by having a guy allow himself to be eaten by an anaconda. So we're definitely – again, not a euphemism, guys, okay? Just get your minds out of the gutter. Uh, we will definitely discuss – the guy that wants to get eaten by an anaconda. Um, also, and then, of course, no interviews today. Um, last part of the show, we will have our pop culture correspondent segment, Fancy Pop. I know Bill Cosby has been in the news. A lot of people talking about the stuff Bill Cosby did back in the day. That's like back on the front page, even though it never was. Thank God for the internet. Uh, Bieber had to pay somebody some money. A lot lot of stuff going on in Fancy Pop, and we will discuss that later when Kate joins us. A lot going on. A lot happening on the show. Of course, I can't do it alone. I got to do it with my main man, Ed Daly, who joins us now. Ed, how the fuck are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm I'm, I'm glad uh, the weekend is behind me. I had a double kid birthday weekend, which... The birthday parties are rough. One was my own, and that's hard enough dealing with that. But then somebody had a party at a Legoland, which was, uh, I guess, 45 minutes away without traffic, and there was traffic. So I traveled over an hour for a five-year-old birthday party, What? only to find out that those kids, their last day of school was Friday, and they've switched schools, so they're not even like in my son's class anymore. So I wasted like I need wow. that information. Yeah, I need that information that, to to let my son know they don't matter anymore when they move that's away. That's always my first question: is when my kid gets invited to a party, how well do you know this guy? Wow. Like, are you going to be friends with him a week from now, a month from now? Like, I need you to be close friends. Also, your kids are at the age. Well, if you're going to Legoland, you're definitely hanging out. But there's there's my kids have reached an age where we're at the drop off. Age for parties. Yeah. So if they have a party, you can kind of, it's kind of just understood that you can leave them. Or, you know, I like to touch base with the, I like to bring them. I introduce myself and then I, I you tell I them you're the going to pick up. You just say, all right, I'll see yeah. you later. I, I find the mom and I'm like, what's, 
what's the deal here? Do you need me to hang out or kind of bounce? What's what time are we wrapping up? And I try to leave them. But there's nothing more uncomfortable. And you've obviously been through this. In fact, this weekend, we're, we're standing around with some other unhappy dads that have drugged their kids to some party. No one wants to be there. It's really the most awkward situation you can be in as a parent. Would you agree? Uh, wholeheartedly. And here's here's the flip side. So my... My older son it had his party. He's about to turn seven. So we, yeah, I like how you had to think about that. Go <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so he's about to turn seven. So he's in first grade, and we we set, we said on the invitation, like you know, feel free to drop off because we uh, yeah, that's we good. don't want the parents hanging around. Like at this point, right. it's manageable. Their their age, you know, whatever they're doing at the party, they can kind of deal with it, and. A ton of parents just stayed there, hung out. Yeah, yeah. I don't want that. I don't. Yeah, I don't need to be making small talk when I can. I can just deal with the party. Yeah, because they're afraid that you're as soon as they leave, <laughs> Uncle Ed's going to get, get out to the some camera. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to turn yeah. into the bike shop man from Different Strokes. Yeah, Gordon Jump. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, that it's so uncomfortable. Now, where are you as on the adult beverages at a kid's party plan? Uh, I, I, I've, I'm not there. I, I don't know if, if, if there was yeah. beer served at a kid's party, we made this party yeah. nice and early. It was like a 10 right. to 12 deal. So I'm not serving at 10 in the morning. No, no, no. no yeah. That's a but, little, it's not like you're pouring mimosas. Yeah, I suppose if I were at a late afternoon party and or whatever, if I was at an afternoon party and they were serving, absolutely. Because there's nothing more painful than just sitting there sober, making small talk about school. Yeah, if you're going to drag me to a Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> you you can expect that I'm going to order a Budweiser yeah. or whatever they pour. They, they only have the shittiest beers at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, back to my original point. These kids moved away. Oh, these sorry. Kids moved, Continue. No, but these kids moved away. Like, I went yeah. through all this bullshit, a, and they're never going to see this kid again. My son's never going to see this set of twins again. Ever. That's a free spot on the board, dude. You should have skipped that one. Fucking assholes. Uh, I did want to say yeah. I got some good feedback from some people – uh, that I know about our uh, our conversation with the Slam senior writer Nima Zarabi. They said, oh, that was an awesome interview. Yeah, they said, and I I agree. The funniest line was when he made a deep reference to 1989 Will Clark's hairdo hairline. Oh, that was so that was funny. The best reference of all time. <laughs> yes. I, and I love a good old reference, and that was the spot on receding hairline reference. He he said LeBron James showed up looking like Will Clark in 1989. <laughs> it was so I was when I was editing that I was laughing so it's hard perfect. that I wanted I, I wanted to start the show. I wanted to make it the cold open for the show, but I didn't want you know he's not a regular. He, he was just an interviewee, so I left it where it was. But that was so funny. Was I have great. to agree. It was great. It was great. It was great. Also, is it is there like another vortex or something? Are you guys like all being pussies about how you're freezing to death out there? Well. I I love the cold. So I, if you if do. the if the temperature never went above sixty degrees, I would be in heaven. I, I I hate the warm weather. So I'm I'm eagerly anticipating. I'm I'm running a race this weekend. I'm excited for the forty degree weather. I love it. Oh, another another Spartan yeah, race, yeah, buddy. Fenway Park. Oh really? Yeah. Wow! Look at you, athlete. The athlete of the group. Okay, Ed. We're always hitting people up to send us emails. We got a couple emails to read. This week, um, and one, this is props to you, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, Ross Bruins emails us <laughs> that you 
came very, very close on one of your – you would have won the death pool with this one. There was a Macaulay Culkin death hoax this weekend, Ed. Did, did you hear about this? <laughs> you sent me you sent me the link, but I hadn't heard about it until you sent me the link because I'm looking yes. at the picture. Yes, we were so close. Our reader alerts us that I, had he actually died, apparently he's alive and – air quotes well Well, th- that's the thing his picture to say haha jokes on you i'm alive yeah. made me feel yeah. even more confident yes. that my pick he's not making it to 2015 he's he's emaciated yeah. he has painted fingernails and he yeah he looks like uh in uh, in the movie seven when they starve the guy to death yes he's he's like that level of like creepiness yeah, he looks really bad. His um, band, and that should be in quotes too, his band is playing here where I live on Friday night. Yeah. I might I might be worth <laughs> Might be worth taking. just so you can witness the first ever clinching yes. death pool. All right, in case he succumbs on stage, me and my beautiful girlfriend Kate might have to go check that out. I, whenever um, I see pictures of him, though, it just reminds me like – how did that guy pull? Uh, now I can't think of the the girl's name. The the uh, Mila Kunis. Yes, Mila Kunis, and he had her for like like six years, years or something six, crazy. Yeah, like, six years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I, there was no point where that that should have happened. Well, then she married and had a kid with Ashton Kutcher, so I I think it's a matter of taste, maybe. <laughs> There's a totally Ashton Kutcher is a good looking dude, right? I mean, he's a good-looking, but he's a douche. Well, he's filthy like, rich and good-looking. Macaulay Culkin, is, isn't he one of those dudes where his parents stole all his money? I, and he's horrible-looking, and he has no career prospects? I think he still has money. I don't know. I felt I like he's of one of those guys that sued his dad. He, I, think he did. I know that they're estranged. I think his dad might have died. Yeah. I could be, Maybe he got I the money back. I don't know. Yeah, okay, one more email. This is from Ish, who's like our super fan. Uh, As you well know, I'm the biggest and best non-stalking fan of your sensational podcast. This is well-established. Even though you obviously don't need any proof of this. Oh, he's made made a banner with all of our pictures in it and and then also included a picture of himself. Maybe we'll put that on the website. Um, But he wants to know, my question to you is this. You and your soon-to-be betrothed fancy sauce hey girl as well as oh man very wordy yeah. lots of words what he's saying okay here here we go this is for me and you ed does it worry you that one day your children will come across these podcasts and hear some of the hilarious but not meant for their ears material uh i'll go ahead and answer no <laughs> ed uh no. Okay. Well, Ed, let's talk sports. What's going? We we've hit it all. We've, a lot of discussions. So far. we've done a full show, pretty yeah. much. You most shows would just pack it in at this point. Well, we we yeah, I'm like, we got a shitload of information coming your way now. Uh, yeah, really proud of us. Okay, what what's going on in the world of sports? Ed, thirty-one-year-old Trenton, Georgia resident Tabitha Hamilton was disqualified after winning the Chickamauga Battlefield Marathon held this past Saturday. After finishing the first 13.1 miles in two hours and six minutes, uh, about a nine and a half minute mile pace, Hamilton closed out the final 13.1 in 49 minutes, a blistering sub four minute mile pace. Wow. 
What is that? I mean, <laughs> holy cow. Considering the recent winner of the New York City mar- women's marathon ran a just under six-minute mile pace, and the world record for half marathons was set by a woman from Eritrea in the Lisbon half marathon four years ago at 58 minutes and 23 seconds. That would be the world record for a half marathon. That was the second half of hers. Uh, Hamilton's previous marathons were a more believable four twenty four hours and twenty five minutes and four hours, and which is a good time in a marathon. Yeah, and it, it seems like she's a mm-hmm. decent runner, four hours and forty eight yeah. minutes. Um, but she insisted to the newspaper that a two fifty five finishing time was correct, and the track club made a mistake. Um, Brian, <laughs> where does cheating at the Chickamauga Battlefield Marathon rank in terms of? Worst ways to win a free pair of sneakers and a pasta dinner. Yeah, it's, it's pretty low. Also, Marathon Cheater sounds like a New York Post headline for a story about Tiger Woods. Exactly. Uh, is, I mean, I just cannot possibly think of anything lamer than, than cheating at a marathon. Right. I, I mean, I, I really – I've seen enough races. Like the, the price is like a pair of shoes. It's not the New York Marathon. So like a local no. marathon, it's a pair of shoes. It's a pair of shoes, and you get yeah. a free pasta dinner the night before if you show up. Exactly. Like I've never, I've never run a marathon, but I've run some ten k's. Yeah. And I here's me, like, oh man, that guy that was like, you see, like the leaders, the guys that go out yeah. first that like run ten k's every weekend. You're like on the course, and you see them like way ahead of you, like running the other direction. You're like, holy fuck, that guy like sprinted the whole way. And then maybe, like, maybe when I go look at my time, here's the thing. When you go check the times, no one's looking at everybody else's time. No one's looking at Tabitha, what's Tabitha, what's Tabitha, her name? I want to say Tabitha Stevens. Tabitha Hamilton. Yeah, I, I almost said that too, yeah. Ta- no one's looking at Tabitha Hamilton's time. They're looking at their own time. And sometimes, like, I'll look, at, hey, what'd the winner do? I don't know. I didn't, don't look for his name. I just look for how fast he Right, did. and it doesn't, it uh, doesn't, like, register, because when you see a winning time, it's, it's, less than half of your time so like you don't you're just like wow that's pretty crazy and then you move on now when you google this woman's name like if she ever applies for a new job like this this is what's gonna come up like she cheated in the what was it a shitty name like chickamauga battlefield marathon like come on there seriously there were at least like and i'd like to know what she did like did she have a moped stored in the, the woods and she cut through the woods yeah because there are uh like I remember, there was a story from a woman in the late seventies who got on the New York City uh, subway and yeah, won it. I remember that. And then, uh, yeah. And then uh, I remember reading one time a guy did that in the Olympics. Like, but but like a hundred years ago, like one of the first exactly. one of the first cars like just drove him from the nine nine mile mark. Yeah. Now they now these days they have one of those things that you tie yeah, on your shoes. So they knew exactly what she was up to. Yeah, they knew when she crossed the halfway. Like, how did she not know that? It was really dumb. Also, I feel like it's like so. It's like so unsettling. It's like like dudes that jack off to car and driver centerfolds are like, dude, what's up with this weirdo? Like, she cheated a marathon. Like, there's nobody that can't make fun of you if you cheated in a marathon and to win it. <laughs> it's true. Like, not like like if you're gonna cheat, like maybe get like twelfth place or something, so you can tell all your stupid running club friends, hey, look what I did. I got twelfth place. You don't win. Yeah, this you is you don't cheat and this win. This is like the meathead from high school that cheats on the test and gets a hundred when everyone else gets like an 80 like that's right right like he he doesn't understand how to cheat and and get away with it it rem- that reminds me of when great example that's a great example ed it reminds me of when in 8th grade science when we take our test on the scantron 
and then the test would end before the end of class, and then the teacher, Mr. Center, would give me all the scantrons oh. and the key, oh. and he'd say, and he'd say, "Hey, go take these over to the teacher's lounge, run them through the machine, and bring them back." And then I go, "Okay," and but then to keep me honest, he'd send my buddy Pete with me. <laughs> So we'd walk, we'd make sure we'd bring our pencil and our eraser. We'd walk out and we'd look at that. We'd take, pull out our two tests and we'd erase a bunch of the answers and write in the right. Not all of them. And then we'd give ourselves. Not all. No, no, no. We'd give ourselves like an 80% because we're stupid. And we could, if we got 100%, we'd be caught. No, of course not. And then he wouldn't give us the test the next week. Well, congrats, Tabitha. Now every Google search of your name reveals you're a moron. Seriously. Okay, next story. Hall of Fame defensive end Howie Long said he was befuddled by the auction of what is described as a game-used jersey of his with metal pebbles sewn underneath the jersey numbers. In Heritage Auctions' description of the jersey that was sold Friday night for $3,585, wrote that Long or the Raiders could have customized the jersey, quote, to rough up the fingers of opposing offensive linemen. We suggest that Howie Long may have broke a rule... Broke the rules a bit in this instance, the description read. It's all—it's just also ridiculous, Long replied. Brian, what's more ridiculous, the notion that a member of the Just Win Baby che- Raiders cheated or that it's 2014 and Howie Long still is still rocking a Johnny Unitas flat top? He's still got that hair. He looks good, though. He's handsome. He's, he's older. He's guy handsome. Looks but, good. I mean, he's, he's rocking the Johnny U flat top for, yes. for decades. Yes. That hasn't been a look since no, the 60s. No, and I, I remember I, I worked at a at a bar in college and saw Johnny Unitas, and he gave up the, the flat top. Like, oh, yeah, he? he? I mean, he <laughs> – and the funny thing about that was it was a bunch of uh, older white men hitting on him like he was the prom queen. Like, there's nothing that, right. that old white men right. love more than, like, yes. an old yes. quarterback. But anyway. It's one of those things where you, like, you have to be careful, like, what kind of look you tie yourself to. Right. For the most like part, Mo guys Howard, don't change their looks once they reach a certain age, but you can't go with a flat top yes. forever. Well, yeah, and it's like at some point you want to be recognized, which is why Brett Michaels like wears that fake hair thing. Like that's not – he's bald, but he wears like a ponytail like wig thing underneath a cowboy hat or a bandana because he can't go around not looking like Brett Michaels. <laughs> yeah. He has to be Brett Michaels wherever he, he goes. I do like that um, Howie Long liked to bedazzle his jersey in 1981. Do you think it? Do you think it was like? Do you think it was like like in hearts? Like he did hearts or like horseshoes or something? Yeah. Like stars? He got the bedazzler. Yeah, he's, he just snapped all those. Hey, Alzado, give also, me a hand he, here. Uh, so clearly they were like – they were trying to get an edge and the, these offensive linemen would like put their hands up to stop them. And they thought, well, if they if they smack their hands against my chest protector, they're going to hit these these ball bearings. It's going to kind of hurt right. for a second and that might give me an edge, um, which you know probably wasn't effective, which is why there aren't hundreds of these Howie Long jerseys with – ball bearings inside of them it's all about ball uh, i just don't understand why he would all this time later why he would deny it like it's 30 He's years in ago the hall no of big fame. deal Howie. they're not gonna they're not gonna yeah. take away the hall of fame over a, a jersey sale no 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 one's gonna be like ooh, howie long's a cheater like he could be he was on the raiders for god's right. sake like the, the guys were all hopped up on coke the whole <laughs> yeah. time anyways like what's the big deal <laughs> ridiculous 
Yeah. Okay. Next story. Farrelly Brothers recently went on the Rich Eisen show and v- revealed that Brett Favre wasn't their first choice to play Mary's long lost love interest in There's Something About Mary. He was actually the third choice. The first choice was New England Patriot Drew Bledsoe. Unfortunately for the Farrellys, Bledsoe had recently gotten hurt in a mosh pit incident at an Everclear concert. Quote, he called us up and said, I can't, I can't come do your movie in Miami because if they find out I did a movie after this, they're going to run me out of town. The second choice was the relative of prolific Mormon sperm donator Brigham Young. That would be Steve Young. <laughs> Yes. The Farrellys recalled the 49er quarterback telling them, that's the funniest script I've ever read, but I cannot do it. Because if I do it, it's R-rated, and I know all the Mormon kids will be sneaking in. I wouldn't feel good about that. Good guy, Steve. Brian, what's more embarrassing, being afraid to appear in an R-rated movie or admitting you went to an Everclear concert? <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> Everclear. Also, yeah, the Farrelly brothers are like from Rhode Island. Like all their movies take place in Rhode right. Island, so they're they're mass holes. They're big like Boston Chowderhead, New England fans. So it, it makes sense that they would want Drew Bledsoe, who like even at like the height of his fame, was there anybody more anonymous as a quarterback than Drew? Bledsoe? Right, he just looked like the quarterback you'd see in a movie, like in a Jerry Maguire type thing. Like he looked the part of a quarterback, yeah. but he had no. No personality. He was just a guy. No, I mean, even at the height of his fame, people were probably like, hey, who's that tall guy? Like, no one would go, oh, there's Drew. Bl- oh, is that Drew Bledsoe? Is that, oh, are we in the presence of Drew Bledsoe? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. nothing against the guy, but he's, he's yeah, just a guy. Anonymous. But this does explain a lot because Brett Favre was terrible. He was terrible. In that movie. <laughs> also, he led the league in interceptions that year. So I don't, I don't know if like the two things go hand in hand. <laughs> but I, don't, I feel like they, uh, they were scraping the bottom of the barrel when they, when they gave Brett Favre that role. Well, I was thinking about this um, because of how terrible Favre was, and I was thinking, well, who were the worst athletes in uh, in an acting performance? And obviously, Favre is one of them. And then a recall to the yeah. previous story. Howie Long and Firestorm. <laughs> Do you ever see that That's movie? Right. I mean, he was horrendous. He was playing like some some <laughs> fireman that was was trying to set down, like take care of these evil uh, forest fire setters. It was it was a horrible, horrible movie. He yeah, well, he definitely did not reach the pinnacle of football player acting achievement of course i'm talking about stone cold starring our guy brian boswell yeah that's a that's a that's a solid action movie very 80s late or early 90s late 80s um and also i was thinking of two of the best acting performances also are by members of the raiders not named howie long you got john matuzak as as sloth and goonies that's right and carl weathers as apollo creed he was on the raiders at one point Shut the fuck up. I am positive. I saw a picture of him in a Raiders jersey. Maybe he only played on special teams, but he played on right. the Raiders at one point. I'll tell I'll take your word for it. Well, Carl Weathers right. is more an actor than an athlete at this point for sure. He was the man. Uh and let's not forget one of our great the the, the late great Bubba Smith. Oh, that's true. A high tower? Who? Yeah. yeah. Hightower in all the police academies. We one of the great football actors, and also the great Rams defensive end, Fred Dreyer. Yeah, I was afraid you were going to say Merlin Olson. I was going to have to shut this podcast down. 
Yeah, Fred Dreyer. Sure, Hunter. You know, Hunter was awesome. And almost like, got the yeah. part of Mayday Malone. Is that yeah, true? Fred Dreyer, I remember reading, he either got it and then like it was taken away from him, or it was he was in the finals versus uh, Ted Danson. He was almost Mayday uh, Malone. That show, that show would have lasted like a season <laughs> and a half with Fred Dreyer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, good stories. Ed, are you ready to talk um, about some – are you ready for our anti-drug PSA here? <laughs> Let's go for it. I'll read you the headline. Bad Molly takes Colorado State student on insane masturbatory <laughs> rampage. Bad Molly sounds like that fat chick at the sorority house that like everybody in the frat banged at least yeah, once. I w- They're like, uh, dude, what would you do last night? Oh, man. I got some bad Molly. Uh, I get it, bud. I've been there. I've been where you are. <laughs> I was thinking it sounded uh, like the, uh, a band, uh, a cover band that plays like Wednesday nights in a college town. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yours is better than mine, as always. <laughs> uh, okay, this is from Gawker, I guess. We've heard of popping some Molly and sweating, but not popping Molly, snorting some Coke, carjacking an ambulance, <laughs> careening every which way through traffic, and then jerking off in the police station. Whoa. <laughs> The above scenario was just a night out for Colorado State student Stefan Sortland. Sortland, to talk about a guy that's going to be Googled. This guy's going to be looking for jobs. Yeah. Sortland took the above-mentioned drugs before heading off to a Halloween party. At some point in the night, Sortland noticed an amb- empty ambulance outside. It must have been a good party. And thought, shit, time for some joyriding. According to police reports acquired by Denver's ABC police tracked the vehicle and found it in bad shape from the quoted in the story Loveland police officers said they found the ambulance in the middle of highway 34 with several doors open heavy front end damage and fluid leaking one officer said it appeared the driver of the ambulance had hit the raised median jumped the curb hit a sign went the wrong way and crossed back over the median before stopping Officers said they found 18-year-old Stefan Sortland standing about 30 yards away from the stop ambulance wearing an EMT vest <laughs> Officer shot you know things aren't going good when you get hit with the stun gun. No. Officer shot him with a stun gun. I bet they didn't ask questions. Commands. I'm sure they I'm sure they shot first. Yes. Sortland had with him a blanket, a cell phone, and a box of wheat thins. Ed, police station, grandmother's funeral, or porno starring former female wrestler China, which would post pose the most masturbatory difficulty. Oh, China. China is fucking it's disgusting. I'll give, I'll give him credit. Wheat thins are delicious. I haven't had them in a long time, but they are excellent little cracker. I mean, you need some dip. You need some of that rondelet cheese, maybe some pub cheese. Yeah. Are Fair you familiar enough. with pub cheese? <laughs> no, I'm not, yeah. but I imagine You're not familiar with pub cheese? It's like, no. it's like this processed, it's like this fluffy, comes in a tub. Oh. Oh, no. I know our listeners are. It's like this fluffy, processed cheese, something resembling cheese, but it's kind of got like a horseradish, like spice to it, and you dip crackers in it. It could be good. It's like the the worst and best thing there is. That's a good use for wheat, then. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't do drugs, people. Um, Don't – and if you're going to do drugs, here's the the thing. If you're going to do drugs, you got to make sure you get some good drugs. Don't get bad drugs, people. You got to go to. You got to have a good source for good. Not, not, not that I would do anything like that. But if I were going to, 
I would sort some decent drugs to do. Ed? Well, two things. First of all, you didn't. I don't think you got to the part where he masturbated in the police station, did you? Oh, well, it was at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So then they bring him to the police station and he masturbates. Right. Uh, after, well, I'll, I'll finish the story. After eventually subduing the 18-year-old, the cops took him back to the station where more hijinks ensued. Sortland was taken to the police department where he stood on a bench, kicked the wall, and masturbated, according to police report. Police said during his interview with officers, Sortland made a reference that his friends, roommates were dead, <laughs> comma, in heaven, comma, and had committed suicide. Maybe, maybe he's <laughs> thinking, oh, well, he's had a rough week. We'll just let him go. Yeah, I would, after that, I'd be like, uh, hey, no, no harm, no ahead. foul. Like, Keep jerking it, buddy. Get your parents to pay for the ambulance. You're all good. Well, Send I was thinking, it seems odd that he's masturbating in a, in a police station, but what if that police station was like the T.J. Hooker police station? I mean, there were some good-looking oh, cops there. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, they, uh, you know, the cops always have to wear like an undershirt. Like even the guys, all cops wear a starched white undershirt with their – with their uniform buttoned all the way to the top. Right. Uh, on TJ Hooker, apparently they oh. had the LAPD had a little more lax dress code <laughs> right. because you could just have your big tits pushed together yeah. Locklear and just tits. hanging out the front. Locklear in her prime tits. Yeah. Locklear, Locklear, your guy's med. Sved was a good looking guy. Small though. Very small. <laughs> Very little. He had, he had that perm though. Zmed was rocking that perm. He was looking good back then. You know, the, <laughs> and it also reminds me the uh, the behavior as you're telling the story of uh, him trying to find trying to operate the uh, the ambulance. It reminds me of our buddy, the Craigslist guy. I was gonna say this is this is some Craigslist threesome guy behavior. I've gotten a lot of tweets. People people need more updates on Craigslist threesome well, guy. Ed. I'll get, I'll give you one college story. So we were out in Georgetown, which is not far from University of Maryland. We were out in Georgetown. It's probably like late October, and um, we we saw a dump truck that was uh, was just not being used at the time. And my buddy saw the keys were in the ignition, and oh, so he no. tried to. Oh, no. Oh, no. He tried to operate the dump truck, but he could not. He was, I think he was too drunk, and he just could not operate the, the shift or what was going on. Yeah. And so yeah. he just it just grinded it out, but then he took the guy's hard hat and, um, and uh, a vest. And then at Halloween, uh, it was like a few days later, and he went, yes. he went as that guy. <laughs> and, or you know what? Maybe I went as that guy, and he gave me the vest. So Moses J. Owens... Uh, if you were operating a dump truck in Georgetown in about 1996, I uh, give you my sincerest apologies. And I still remember his name because it said Moses J. Owens. <laughs> oh, there's, I can't get enough of Craigslist threesome guy. Hey, speaking of Craigslist threesome guy, Ed, g- based on Google search information, which, which day do you, do you think is the most hungover day for Americans? So it, I'll, I'll just give you a little background here. Okay. Um, the, from the Washington Post, Google knows exactly how hungover you are this morning. Um, I don't want to give you any of the details. Uh, the, they, they've charted the days that the, that the term hangover cure is the most searched. Also, like, very amateur. Like, is this your first hangover? You're Googling hangover cure? Right. Also, there is no cure for a hangover. You know what the cure is? 
another beer. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the best defense is a good offense, right? Just- right, exactly. Uh, so, what, Ed? What would you guess is the number is the highest rate of searches for Hangover Cure? What day of the week? You know, I I'll just rank my top three if I had to okay. guess. And yes. like you said, I'm firmly in the camp of you don't. If you're googling that, you're a true amateur. Uh, right. I'm going to say number one is Saturday because you've had a rough week and you're just ready to tear it up. Then number two, I'll say one is Saturday, two is Sunday, and three is Friday after a rough Thursday night. Unfortunately, Ed, no. No? Number one, by a landslide with an average of 69,308 searches, Sunday. Really? Sunday. What do you the think? Big search you think, day. You think more people get torn up Saturday or Friday? I feel like Friday people are like inmates getting out of the uh, out of the the jail. I sort of agree with you. I see that logic. My thinking might be this: Sunday, you get a lot of people hungover from Saturday night, but also you get a lot of people. They're like. I can't believe fucking Todd got a deal and he's having his wedding on a Sunday. I'm going to be so fucking hungover for work <laughs> tomorrow. I better Google, like, maybe there's some something preventative. Like, if I take a bunch of vitamin B, I can do something. Like, what? You get a, you get a combined search effort on Sundays. Well, that's a good that, point. That's, so, I'll give you the top three days. Sunday, number one. Saturday, as you predicted, is the number two day. And... Mo- coming in third Monday. Monday is the what? Because the thing is, are people getting Saturday and crushed on Sunday nights. Yes, yes, they are. Uh, Here's the thing: Saturday and Sunday, you can sleep in. The Monday hangover has a much lower bar because everybody has to get up and go to work. So even if you drink less, your the hangover can be more intense. Friday is the the. Fourth day, wait, one, two, three, fourth day of the week. So a lot of, a lot of people I, I think this tells me people are dumb because you're supposed to get drunk on Thursday, like hammered on Thursday over Sunday because Sunday you're, you're looking down the barrel of five days. That's true. Of work. Whereas that's Thursday, true. like that's the, the night to just let it loose. Cause you're like, all right, worst comes to worst. I just have one rough day of work and then I, and that's the weekend. But Ed, you're white. <laughs> you know about this. Sunday means brunch. Right. But, dr- but pe- day drinking, you're done with it, unless you continue it through the night, I guess. Yeah, it rolls in. Sunday, white people love to go get their brunch on. And then what's that? What happens next? They roll that into football. Then they're watching football all day. They're drinking beers. I could see it. Sunday's a good drunk day. Okay. Last story, Ed, before we get to Fancy Pop. I just I couldn't believe this was fucking true. I heard about this. The guy that wants to get eaten by an anaconda. I didn't I just could not possibly believe that this was actually true and in fact it appears to be true. Um a man volunteered to be quote eaten alive by an anaconda. Discovery Channel is going to air it. This year, Discovery will air a special that consists of a man being eaten alive by an anaconda and making it back out again. Which side, I wonder? Well, oh, that's the suspense. Ugh. All without killing the snake or himself. Okay, because I could see this. Like, He needs to get inside of it, and then they just cut it open and get him out. But apparently, they're not going to kill the snake. Discovery is airing the special Eaten Alive on December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day, and glad it wasn't in vain. Uh, Paul Rosalie, 
Is the guy getting eaten? Is a naturalist and wildlife filmmaker who runs a company called Tamandua Expeditions that funds rainforest conservation through tourism. That's... Spoiler alert, the stunt has already been filmed and edited. So he's alive. Rosalie, he, he lived to tell the tale. In fact, like a douche, he's tweeting about it. Um, he accomplished the feat wearing a custom-built snake-proof suit. Ed, first things first, like, I don't... This seems like something that's going to be extremely uneventful, because the thing is... I, before an anaconda eats its Doesn't prey, crush it? it fucking kills you. It's this cannot it's gonna be, be a legitimate. It's gonna be drugged up like it, one of those bulls in a bad Mexican rodeo. Yeah, like it's there's they're gonna there's gonna be like some handlers like helping open its mouth and wedge this guy in there. This is not you know if anyone's ever seen a snake eat a wrap they they wrap people they up crush they constrict is the word I was looking for they constrict you they crush your airway and then they swallow you whole right yeah are you gonna be watching this ed no absolutely not and it bothers me it bothers me so much because it's just like this is like really the the people who do this they huge losers they're huge losers losers. and it's all these survivalists and they all eventually die. Like it's just like nar- narcissistic people that that have a death wish, and they all like all survivalists. The only thing they have in common is they die. Aside from like Jane Goodall, crocodile hunter, uh, grizzly man, like they all have the same fate. And That's eventually, true. like this guy will die. Like this stunt worked out for him, and I I really don't know how. And I I promise you, this will be the last I read about how he. You know, I'm not gonna like follow to see what happened but like it's just such a dumb stunt like for what 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 does that have to do with if he really cares about the rainforest which is a noble cause what does that have to do with shit it, nothing it, the only nothing the only all. way he would seem cool is if right as he's getting swallowed by an anaconda he screams out mix a lot's in trouble yeah that's good <laughs> that's good yeah that's good Shout out to Sir Mix yeah. a lot. You got. You uh, have yeah, to. If you're doing a whole special on anacondas, right? Got to make right. a few. Mix Your a anaconda lot. don't want none. Right. That anaconda does want right. him. Also, it and even the like the biggest anaconda doesn't eat like two hundred pound things. Yeah. What? But I don't know. I always uh, like over the years you've seen those pictures of like oh here it swallowed a bicycle and you see these crazy like misshapen anacondas. But like yeah, what they're drugging this thing up because it's not going to crush them. Or is he, like, in an iron lung? Yeah, he's in some sort of suit. Yeah. This is bullshit. Now I might have to watch it. Okay. Okay, that's it, Ed. Great job, as always. Really, really happy with everything you've done. I'm concerned for you and the new polar vortex. I don't want your <laughs> testes to freeze or your dong. I don't want any of your parts of your body to fall off. I love the cold. I'm ready for it. It's. I'm just here. It's like 75 degrees. Like where I live, it's like we have no vortexes. A little bit hot for me, but that's all right. We all, we only have. It's a little chilly. Like I almost had to put a sweatshirt on the other day. It bothered me. It's a little cold in the morning. So instead, but. you just you just uh, tied it around your neck. I have done that. Well, I got the one time I was on a hike. I got a little. I got a little too warm with my sweatshirt, so I tied it around my neck. I'll do that again for you. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get to the real news. Let's of the get day. to the grit. The grit and grind. Of- yeah, we're talking on. anacondas. We're talking. We just talked about the most famous person ever from her country, 
Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, the, the most famous Australian that's ever lived, the most accomplished Australian. Uh, let's get to her segment. Of course, everybody knows we talk celebrity and pop culture news on this show. We do that in a segment we call Fancy Pop with our very own, very special Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, Fancy. Hey. hey. Hi hey. guys. How's it going? How's it going today? I'm good. Has it was Pumped. did was there a national day of mourning in your home country of Australia when the great Steve Irwin took that like twelve inch long stingray barb directly to his heart? That was a sad day. It was. It really was. But not it was, it's, not unexpected, right? Like sad like the day Michael Jackson died and everybody's like Wow. Uh, well, it seemed like he was. That was uh, yeah, that was no, not I, sad. That I was think, not sad. I think that it was expected that he would die at the hands of a big croc. That's true. Because he was always in such close and dangerous proximity to them. Two things didn't yeah. didn't Michael Jackson die like the same day as Farrah Fawcett? It's, that was like that was like pretty fucked up. It was it was, an asshole, it was an was asshole. It was an asshole move. The same it was, day. It was kind yeah, of like. It was like when Within a couple days. Nolan Ryan threw a no hitter the same day Ricky Henderson threw, uh, got the Steels record. It was the same yeah. day. In Michael Jackson's defense, yeah. though, he didn't die. Someone killed him. No, he was, That's he was, true. He was fixing to die for a couple decades. <laughs> right. Uh, also, no, his doctor was supposed to keep him alive, and he accidentally killed him. I just, I just remember like a, good a year after. I just remember <laughs> I, like a year after I was pushing my cart through yeah. Costco, and I see a big, like, end cap display of adult chocolate milk alcoholic chocolate milk and i was like what oh fuck if if oh, michael jack if michael jackson had only lived <laughs> long enough to, for this product to come to market like this was his dream he probably funded that product he, yeah he wasn't he wouldn't have to do his jesus yeah. juice like uh, here's a legitimate he would have branded it here's something with alcohol in it that's legitimately you could give to kids that like sounds how, delicious I'm so, I'm so bummed for Michael Jackson that he didn't get yeah. to. Also, and one more thing, Ed. Speaking of guys that tie themselves to a look, yeah, that fucking that crocodile hunter always with that same khaki get up the shorts and the shirt matched khaki. That's what you wear in the bush. That same haircut right. that looked like looked like he cut it. <laughs> he had bad hair. He, Everyone he, in the and everybody knows that khaki. <laughs> anytime you leave a men's room, khaki is a bad move. Khaki have is, you seen his really wife? Khaki is the extra ages for have yes. tiss on your clothes. T- Terry Irwin. I, Terry, she's from your homeland. Yeah, Terry. Well, she. Yeah, you can she, claim her. She fits in. in who is, who is Terry? His wife. His wife, Terry Irwin. And Go- Google her at some point. And, Ed, Terry Irwin. And I know. Daughter, I know Bindi, their mouthy, their mouthy daughter, Bindi. Bindi and Bob. Yeah, Bindi. We've talked about Bindi before, I think. Uh, okay, Kate, what is going on Just, in the world of pop culture? I tried to bait, before the show. I tried to bait Ed into a discussion of the television show. I heard the one-sided the, the, conversation. The affair. I thought he might be watching the affair. Which, by the way, the affair is pretty terrible. But, but I'm into it. Like, I want to see how this thing's going to end up. Well, if something. Ever happens? Nothing happens on that show. It's like episode five. Um, in college, just, once you know, in college, I watched tons, marathons of like nine hundred two one zero, and watched uh, uh, soap operas. Like when I was cutting class, like, but but at some point, you grow up and you realize, like, I don't have to watch this shit ever, ever. Yeah, Ed. So I I thought we would have a discussion. A round table on the affair, but Ed berated me for for watching the affair. And I don't I don't entirely (laughs) blame him. So let's talk 
pop culture. What's going okay. on in the So just pop. before we get started, I met my girlfriend for lunch the other day, and she reminded me that she had dated Jared Leto. Oh. And we were having a good All laugh right. about what Just, just get right is. to what we need to know. And oh. when I, I came home and I told Brian his first reaction, of course, was, but did you find out about his dog? Yes. And I was like, I had totally forgotten to ask. What? So a huge fail on my part. I promise I'll follow oh. up yes. with that. So yes. this is somebody we- you can talk to again. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, she has a baby and a toddler, and it took us six months to connect okay. for a lunch. So yeah, but you I'll could, text her. You, you, text. you know what you need to do? Uh, Get a little little onesie and say, oh, I forgot to give you a gift. And then just right away, as you're handing it to her, don't don't let it out of your hands until you find out. I yeah. want length and girth. Uh, Le- Leto, okay. Leto is... And also... You said like, he's packing he like. heat, right? The rumor is he's Le- packing Le- Leto heat. Leto is renowned in Hollywood circles. That's what they say. He's got a niece in... Amongst both men and women, for having a massive, massive, otherworldly dong. So he's got a he's got a he's got an uncle Milty. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. You're not setting everyone up for some disappointment. He's packing a Liam Neeson. You know that's my whole theory and why they keep making taken movies because everybody knows Liam Neeson's packing down below. Sure, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. he's supposedly hung like the all outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Kate, continue. Next story. Okay, or, or this first story. Yeah, first I mean, story. Should have saved that. Spoiler alert. Should have saved that for the end. <laughs> this story is pretty great. Rapist Bill Cosby posted a photo of himself on Twitter on Monday afternoon inviting the internet to meme him. Oh, no. And the entire thing was eventually deleted when fans used the web tool to highlight past rape accusations against Cosby. Um, and there were some really good ones. Boy, did this social media PR ploy... Go to hell. Yeah, you don't. You never, <laughs> never, <laughs> never, never, never. There's all of these pictures, like there's all of these memes of like Cosby and his bad sweaters, and like this one's like my two favorite things: Jello pudding and rape. Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> there's good. another one. He's all like defined drugged. <laughs> <laughs> there's another one where he's got that stupid cap on. He's kind of like holding it, and he's uh, like, Claire, have you seen my dot dot dot? Never mind. F- found, never mind. Found my raping hat. <laughs> Yeah, the other day. I mean, they just went on and on yeah. and on and on. The other day, I saw that the Cosby Show was on, and I was like, "What, mm-hmm. what was going on with this show?" And I watched about five minutes, and it it was an episode that was like an older episode, or a, a, like one of the last episodes because they didn't even have it the same set. Of it kids. wasn't the there Gordon like Gartrail. Ran, there were random kids. There were people that were not their children. It was like, oh, I think they brought in new kids late. It was Theo and a oh, bunch of random mm-hmm. extras, and. The thing that I took away was not how terrible Cosby was, but Claire was just a horrendous woman. The whole episode oh, was wait. her wanting to like a day of silence, and everybody had to just not talk to her. It was a, it was a horrible, horrible show. So, and what he's famous for, it's a terrible show. Did oh, did so they ever get into like in the later episodes why uh, so many of their children were so light skinned? Yeah, well, I mean, we already established, like, Sandra... Sandra Sandra was basically white. She's whiter than I am. That's true. I never thought of that. (laughs) So is Lisa Bonet. Yeah, she makes makes Russell Wilson look like Yafet Kodo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kate. Excellent job telling us about Bill Cosby and his race. 
um, just a bottom line for people, for marketers out there, for web savvy people, don't don't ask people to tweet you with a, a particular hashtag because they're always going to just it fucking has, attack it, you. It happened, it happened with Roger Goodell. It happened with yeah. uh, Daniel Snyder with the Redskins thing. Like anytime you're you want to like pump up the the internet hashtags, like it's. It's terrible. Yeah. Terrible idea. It's a bad pa- pa- particularly idea. if your client's been raping. It's a bad like idea. Like if you, you don't want to, you don't want people tweeting. If oh, your wait, client's a rapist, happened? you don't want people tweeting him with his particular hashtag. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> hashtag pudding pops. And your Bill Cosby may be even better than your Johnny Depp. Your Johnny Depp mm. is quite good. <laughs> you know. Uh, Do your Johnny Depp again. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I didn't realize I was I was born on a different planet. Uh, I'm just very affected by the fact that I summer in south of France, and I don't know. I, uh, so I guess I date people a third of my age now. That's what I do, and star in lo- uh, shitty movies. Uh, okay. okay. Okay, Kate. Tell that was a great story about Bill Cosby and being a rapist Wasn't and all that. Yeah. Uh, no. Tell us what else is going on in the world of pop culture. Okay, so tattooed salami Justin Bieber. That's from Gawker. I just <laughs> yeah. like I love that. Yeah. Is still playing the price paying the price for that time he egged his neighbor's house in January. It's been reported today that Bieber copped up eighty thousand whole dollars for damages. Wow. Like, what was he throwing? That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, from throwing eggs. He lives in a baller neighborhood. Eggs. He was from, he in Calabasas. Eggs. He's a fucking douche. All of his neighbors hate him. But apparently, the house he hit like had some ornate like woodwork that was destroyed by the eggs. No, it didn't. But yeah, if he got Is that, not true. If he got no, I'm just saying like that's oh. that's bullshit no, just to get money. Like, but that's yeah. BS. If oh, yeah. he got 48 months in the pokey for this, I'd be like, no, yeah, that seems reasonable. I yeah, think the problem right. is Bieber's still on probation and in the process of completing anger management classes and community service in addition to paying damages. So I think he was just trying to stay on the good well, side of like any future judges he might wind up in front of, which is highly likely. Why can't we just deport him? Yeah, anyone who saw the hat he wore to LeBron's uh, home opener in Cleveland knows that he's a threat to society and he should be deported. <laughs> I didn't see the hat. Yeah. And so in an indication of his reformed behavior, Bieber attended the Steelers Bible study before their game against the Jets last weekend. What what is Steelers he doing there? An upset. Yeah. Whose idea was that? I don't know. That seems like know. a Who's real weird with? crossover there. How weird is that? Yeah, and then and then the Steelers lost to the goddamn Jets. Right. Because God was like, hey, are you fucking kidding me? God, you prayed to me with Justin Bieber, <laughs> that Canadian. Yeah. I don't think so. We just—he just had them lose to a one and eight team. Yeah, he, you know, like half that team's probably super superstitious because they're religious, he, and they—they they are blaming him. They he, probably want to beat his he ass. Killed their morale. Didn't didn't Ross Roethlisberger? Speaking of rape, didn't Roethlisberger <laughs> throw six touchdowns the week before? Uh, not just the week before, the week before, and the week before that. The first guy ever to have back-to-back six touchdown yeah, games. Exactly. Oh, he really See, I like go to Ed, I go to Ed for, my, for my sportsy because I Aww. I watch the affair, but I keep I got I do a show with a guy that knows what's <laughs> I'm, happening. I'm so your guy. Like, I'm your guy. We do sports, and I, so I say something yeah, random well that I'm played. guessing, and then he really knows it. <laughs> Good job, man. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, Bieber. So Good for Bieber. 80, 80 grand. Okay, moving on. Eminem, the charmer that he is. 
yells because he doesn't rap so much as yell. Mm. It's super annoying to me. Oh, um, he yells in a new freestyle video to promote his new compilation, Shady 15, about punching Lana Del Rey in the face like Ray Rice. The pretty aggro verse goes, but I may fight for gay rights, especially if the dyke is more of a knockout than Janae Rice. Play nice. Bitch, I'll punch Lana, Day R- Lana Del Rey right in the face twice like Ray Rice in broad daylight oh in the plain God. side of the elevator surveillance till her head is banging on the railing. Then celebrate with the Ravens. Oh, my God. What the I, I, actual fuck is that? Ed, you, you're the resident rap expert. I, I, can, I cannot lie. There. He's, I mean, he's got crazy, he's got misogynistic, like, just terrible, no, terrible. No. I, I love Eminem. I love oh him. That's some pretty God. aggro violent shit talking right there. What's it, his daughter think, I, I wonder? I, I, I gotta say, he's really clever with how he weaves in and out of rhymes. I, I don't have no. a real, I don't have a defense, Ed. except I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, you, I'm going to send watch you the, the video. You watch I'm going to send you the video. Brian and I watched. It's unwatchable, Ed, the video. I'm going to send you the rap it's battle basically, video. It's basically... 17 minutes it's long, not, but there's it's one... freestyling. It's not set to music. It's like basically like spoken word. Well, it's freestyling. It's like a rap battle Yeah, thing. no, I know what it is. But I'm. But when I watched it, I could tell you what it felt like Sorry. to me. Right. And if it was you watch, terrible. If you watched the, the rap battles that he did off screen in 8 Mile, you would know he's just an incredible talent. He just is. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is. He's good at rhyming. He's so good. He's a good he's rhymer. So good. Here's what someone needs to tell him. He can rhyme. Dude. He's, a, he's an asshole. You're, There's no... You're 42. There. He's... You can't, you can't rap at, ironically about beating up women anymore. We don't do that now. Well, here's the thing. He's truly no. like a scary guy. Like no, he you know how? No, no, that's the thing. He he's a guy that still dates ugly women, and <laughs> that's true. And he still like lives in Detroit when he doesn't have to. You know, you see Jay Z. He's moved on. Like he's right. moved. He's he's moved out of the hood. Like Eminem can't couldn't handle like being in the in the spotlight of of like Hollywood where he easily could have lived and just moved right back to Detroit and dated ugly women. Like I also, he's a I real also, scary guy. Like, like really monster. scary. I also saw a picture of him recently. Should we be concerned? Should do we need to start an AIDS watch because it it appears that Eminem has the AIDS. <laughs> He's I don't know. probably on a gluten-free diet or something. Very very skinny, very gaunt looking. Anyway, he, and I, I don't support that. He, I don't he support. I don't shit about Lana Del Rey. In the past, she's like the irony here is in the past, Lana has gushed about Eminem, calling him a genius and saying, you know, that he was a huge influence on her and saying Eminem is the master of lyrics, whereas Frank Sinatra is the master of vocals. I fucking love Eminem, and I, that's how he. Who said that? I'm not Lana Del Rey said he, that in the past. Oh, about oh, I'm Eminem. not saying what he him. did is cool and. Yeah. I, you know, certainly the message isn't there. I'm just saying he's. I I, I like the way he raps, and also I hate I, it. I, he yells. I, li- I like it. I like it. Is, but has he um, done anything I recently? Agree to disagree. Is he still he doing a, things? He had, he had yeah. a great album. His new album. He had a great album out last year. Great album. He had a great. He had a great album out last year. The song Berserk is fantastic. He just had a huge tour. He did. Oh, with Rihanna. With Rihanna. Yeah. Okay. The Monster Tour. I can't remember what it was called. Monster. Uh, Okay. Moving on. Never was a fan. He he used to dye his hair white and comb it forward. The story is about one of my favorite dum dums. Try to ignore that. Yeah. She's not really famous. She's kind of D list. I follow her on Twitter. I often reply to her, and sometimes I retweet her. Heidi Montag. 
And typically, so I've never seen you retweet Heidi Montag. I didn't know you even followed her. Yeah, well, I talk to her sometimes. Uh, tell her I said what's up. In a typically blatant display of opportunism, badly disguised as hey, altruism. Let's let's put together a double date. Her and Spencer? what's her husband's called? Yeah, Spencer, Spencer Pratt. Pratt and me and you. Let's do we it. go. We like go bowling or something. Wait, well, she's stolen our me, idea. I, I, I know her name, but I, I actually don't know who she is. Like, she, she was on the she hills. From? She was on that MTV show, The Hills, which was one of the first scripted reality shows. Like, just imagine. Brian, you probably watched that, right? Just, no, I never watched it. She just, got a lot of plastic surgery. Just a couple imagine years ago. the most useless person you can think of. That's true. Yeah. Fair call. Okay, what'd she do? Um, well, she stole our idea. Brian and I were discussing that we should take over Amanda Bynes' conservatorship. Yeah, we wanted to adopt Amanda Bynes. <laughs> so we were talking about that the other night. So you can be a um, Bengali. Heidi Montag has reached out to Amanda Bynes on Twitter, offering her a place to stay to crash in her and Spencer's guest house in Santa Barbara so she can chill out, relax, and get away from all the chaos. Heidi's never met Amanda, but she thinks she's a very talented actress. In fact, she thinks she's one of the most talented actresses in Hollywood. So she went on E! and kind of doubled down and, like, you know, went on camera about, you know, her offer for Amanda to come and stay with her. Amanda has not replied. Crazy. I, well, I hope it works out for them. I mean, so odd that someone that was on the hills would try to inject themselves into the spotlight. <laughs> what? What That's was so stupid? The hills was just a reality show falling around rich kids, right? Or was um, it a, yeah. like was it a show? Was it was it a kind of like a spinoff. It was a spinoff from Laguna. It was. It was a spinoff. Beach. It was a scripted show that was meant. To, that they pretend to look it wasn't like scripted. Oh, so yeah. it, it was one of the first, yeah. yeah, of its kind. Anyway, um, I'm mostly bringing up this next story because Ed loves plays. Oh yeah, Ed's the, Ed has Ed's made it known on the show as a resident of Hoboken. <laughs> he bounces He's a play across the river yeah. every now lo- and then. You know what? I like I like the theater, and I spell it T R E. At the end. Yeah. Music, he, Ed loves musical theater. He's a now, he's a very big fan of the musical Rent. And all cats the, all the time. The AIDS-based musical Rent <laughs> yeah. also. Lots of numbers, he, lots of numbers in that play. Anyone who's going to see Rent, I'm you just so gotta, proud you be that I've never seen cats yeah. and so many people Ed, when I was young. Ed gave two thumbs cats. up to Wicked Rent. as well. <laughs> my, re, my review of, of Rent is it's cats with AIDS and numbers. <laughs> It's pretty solid. Uh, okay. Kate, what's okay. going on on the, the Great White Way where Ed likes to go every weekend to take in a matinee <laughs> with his beautiful wife? Okay. Well, this is a sad story, Ed, because former New York Rangers superstar Sean Avery has quit his off-Broadway play, which you were dying to see, just days before his scheduled to, um, it was scheduled to debut. So he's, you know been at rehearsals every day and then all of a sudden he had a meltdown he allegedly cussed out the stage manager who asked if he wanted a slice of pizza which avery reportedly misheard as a cuss word and responded with an expletive filled tirade calling him a piece of shit and also asking do you know who i am weird that a guy (laughs) that was too annoying for the nhl literally chased off of every nhl team can't, yeah, can't I got a, make, I got a theory on this one though. Yeah, he was CTE. No, I, I he was good actually, but yeah, he was good when he's on the Kings. I and he was a Ranger and he he had a decent run, but I think he was one of the first guys that was. And obviously, if he's involved with plays, maybe there's another reason. But he right. was very very vocal about his support of gay marriage. And, That's right. I mean, NHL does not strike me as a progressive group. 
So no. I I think he I think he was talented and he was a you know he's an instigator. But I think he got run off because he was a, he was a vocal proponent of gay marriage. That could be true. Yeah. So I'm I'm that. I'm pro Sean Avery, but I'm it, but the fact that he was doing a a play means I'm anti Sean Avery. You will, oh, you're torn is what you are. If yeah. if he comes back into <laughs> no 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 I'm not torn. If you're if you're involved with any sort of play, I'm against you. I'm your maybe enemy. you I'm your arch maybe enemy. we could get you a press pass and you could go see the play and review it on theballerlifestyle.com. You know what? The the, the uh, rate per word is not high enough for me to ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Uh, well, we, we hope Sean works it out for himself. Kate, what else is um, going on in the world of pop yeah, culture? Um, in, my, in my last story, we've got some dumb baby name news. Oh, oh no. So mm, Rachel Bilson mm, and husband this is hard. Hayden Christensen. This is hard. Well, she's married. She's married to that wooden actor from uh, Star Vader. Wars. Yes. Yeah. Gave their baby a really dumb Disney name, Briar Rose. This is this is like a problem, a Disney princess. Because I know I know people that sort of esteem Rachel Bilson. They think she's kind of cool. She dresses nice. Like people like she's what she's right? she's cute. Yeah, definitely. But people like like what I, she's about. I was disappointed. They think she's cool, and then all of a sudden. Boom. It was a huge bummer. Out of nowhere, she names her fucking like, kid Briar Rose. I took it pretty personally. I was like, how can oh, you do this to me? When you say some people, you're talking about somebody <laughs> in that room. That's right. Um, Kate, is that is, that's a Disney-themed name? Where'd she get that? Um, apparent, apparently, it's a Disney... Yeah. Don't I mean, go that, to the Briar Rose. Like, is that is that a location? It's, oh, a, yes. it's it, Briar Rose is a Disney princess and also a star of a Grimm Brothers fairy tale written in eighteen twelve. In Sleeping Beauty, she protects another princess from a curse and then gets married. Also, there's that's what, that's since the happiest ending to your a woman's life since the millennium, there hasn't been a little girl born without the middle name of either Grace or Rose. That's true. Fact that's been documented. That's true. Check check the check the paperwork. Look on the internet. Yeah. They're all Grace or Rose. Bella Grace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, hopefully she can rebound. Also, then, like, how boring is that Darth Vader guy? She's married to Hayden Christensen. Yeah. He does not seem like very he looks much like fun. a little laugh. Yeah. Then we've got Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes named their daughter Esmeralda Amada. Oh, and that's that's not a good name, but she's going to be very attractive. Twenty years. Yeah, what could go the other way? Sometimes it happens. Recessive genes. Sometimes it happens. His eyes are very close together. Yeah, I mean those. Yeah, but I mean he's dreamy. Those those are two dreamy parents. They're blue. He's he's handsome for sure. Chicks dig him. He bugs me. How about you? Chicks dig him. What? Oh, Eva's. Oh, yeah, she's attractive. Goodness. Yeah. And in the topper, ex Destiny's child member Kelly Rowland names her son. You could just Titan. call her the third tenor. <laughs> Titan Jewel. T- a Titan boy? Titan Jewel. What? Titan Jewel? That sounds like a gay porn star. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just mean. Titan so Jewel. Titan Jewel. Titan yeah. Is Roy Williams right. the dad? She was T- going out with Roy Williams that's forever. That's right. No. And. And uh, Roy the safety Williams, right? Not yeah, the, the defensive back Roy Williams. Not the oh, wide receiver that forgot the like catch. It would have been cool if it was the North Carolina basketball coach. You know, Roy Williams. <laughs> if if I would have really loved it if Roy Williams, uh, the father, named his son Horse Collar. 
<laughs> right? The, the Roy Williams rule? Because that's like how he, yeah, that's, that's how he likes it's to It's the tackle. Roy Williams rule. Yeah. Is he, he's no longer in the league, I imagine. I don't think either Roy. The other Roy Williams uh, was, he forgot how to catch at some point. Right. So, yeah. yeah. They're both yeah. out. Uh, well, good for Kelly Rowland, um, I guess. Third tenor. No, Titan, she's not the Titan third tenor. Jewel. The other Titan one's Jewel. the third tenor. No, Michelle Williams was the third. Yeah, she's the yeah. third tenor. Uh, is that it, Kate? Is That's that, it. Oh, we're out of stories. Excellent job, as always, Kate. I love, love, hey. love checking in. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. Good job, always us. Have you on. Wow. Yeah, good job, us. Hey, and uh, might I add, we all sounded very attractive. Yeah, this is this is a handsome group. We sound sexy. Yeah, we're I'm I often always do the show shirtless. I mean, it's true. He has no shirt on right I, now. I have no shirt on right now. Uh, I like to I like to keep it sexy, even though I have a sweater on. Yeah, we we have a sexy crew. We might be the sexiest crew going. That's for that's sure. True. In podcasting, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking real sexy right now. I believe you. I'm wearing a Dave Chappelle T-shirt. Nice. Uh, well, Ed, good luck on your race this weekend, my friend. Oh, are you running Thank a you. marathon again? Sp- no, Spartan no, no. race. That's, that's, that's oh, you're doing a Spartan sale. challenge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good for I'm you. Good luck over, getting over those walls, walls at your advanced age, getting oh, through yeah. those mud puddles. That's right. There's yeah. all those obstacles. Obstacles. Are you running as part of a team? No. What? I'm not I'm not a team guy. You know that. Yeah, that's right. You I'm a lone wolf. Team lone wolf. Yeah. Well, okay, excellent job. Hopefully by next week we can get some confirmation on the size of Jared Leto's penis. Not hopefully. Uh, this is this is a mandate. I need to know yeah. length and girth. Don't don't come back with just one measurement. I want both. That's true. That's true. I well, you know what we need? We need it compared to a household object. No, just forearm. Forearm Pringles is, can. Yeah. Well, there's are, different size forearms. That's true. P- Pringles can. Baby's arm yeah. holding an apple. Whatever, whatever right. it might be. Sp- jar of spaghetti. Okay, that's you guys right. going to work on that. Ed's just sent me a link to Bieber's hat. I've seen it too. It's like sort of like a, ro- uh, a Zorro-y yeah. type. Douchey. Like cowboy. Oh, super douchey. Like I would be so embarrassed to is. go out in public with that. I feel like that's a hat Jack White would wear. Yeah, it's not <laughs> exactly. a good look. For sure. Uh, okay, guys. Excellent job as always. We'll do it again next week. Let's do it. Episode 48 in the books. Oh, my God. We're coming up to 50. Nearly 50. 50. Crazy. Nearly 50 episodes. Crazy. Nearly one year of episodes. So thanks for listening, everybody. Until next week, for Fancy Sauce, for Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Later.